Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On January 17th, 2021, the two oldest living human beings on planet Earth will battle for the opportunity to play in the NFC Championship, which will probably be in Green Bay against that nice young man, Aaron Rodgers. But for now, it's great-grandpa Drew and the New Orleans Saints versus the Big Bang himself, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Only on History. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannons. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello and welcome back to Play the Bay. I'm Kaylee, as always, here with Chip and Evan. And today we have special guests Maddie Hudak and Kate Kissner from the Believe in Saints podcast on Believe Podcast Network. Today we have a special playoff divisional round episode for you guys. So, yes, very exciting. But I want to hear Evan's. Evan put out a cryptic tweet today about how he did something he's very ashamed of so before we jump into this game i have this to be it. good it better uh, be because we have guests and you're you're doing something silly so it better be it's, good it's it's gonna be something silly and it's it's something you guys are just gonna roll your eyes at but uh i did something i was ashamed of and i i thought i would never do in my lifetime but uh i i ate taco bell sober today oh uh, and it was just wow. first time yeah <laughs> it was uh it was a very weird and uh existential like it was an out-of-body experience that uh, i'd never want to experience again but yeah i had uh, a quesadilla i had a chalupa i had a taco wow. and then i ate some of my daughter's nachos it was it was yeah i i feel sick right now honestly i don't want to <laughs> drink anything i like my, my mouth feels a little dry like all the salt has been just sucked away from my face there's no saliva right now so yeah uh <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself, and I want to take a crying game shower after the show and just uh, wash away all wow. the shame. Yeah, the shame that I have in myself. So yeah, that was my cryptic uh, post. So we send you wow. to the hospital first, or I mean, just I, yeah. out? I, I might need an enema. I don't know. Maybe maybe. Do I, re- I really didn't know things were going that poorly for you, Evan. Yeah, I, mean, I thought your life was like on the upturn. You're having another kid. All of the exciting news, and then I this. know. I, uh, hey man, we might be a rival, but like if, if you need someone to talk to, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, Kate, I appreciate that. Thank Kate you. Extending yeah. the olive branch. Thank you, Kate. We might need Love that. Should I blink that. once or twice if I need help? Like, uh, just please help me. And yeah, well, only like one or two more days and then it's game on. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right, guys. So we obviously are here to talk about Buccaneers versus Saints. We've got two of the league's oldest and best quarterbacks going head to head. Facing off for a third time this season, the Saints are trying to get that hat trick against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are trying to just stay alive in the playoffs. 
obviously the Buccaneers losses this season have been, um, you know, few and far between not, you know, close games, but the saints have really beat the crap out of the Bucs. So let's talk, let's start. There's a lot to unpack with this game. There's a lot to look at on both sides of the ball for both of these teams, but let's start with the matchups that we're looking forward to seeing Maddie. Let's start with you. Uh, okay. Well, um, I mean, the uh, there's the obvious matchup we're looking forward to seeing, uh, and it's not Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> it's CJ Gardner-Johnson and whatever receiver they've decided they're going to start taunting in this game. Uh, I, I, uh, everyone keeps saying it's Antonio Brown, but Antonio Brown to me has never really seemed to be the on-the-field type guy. I, I could see him going after Godwin or someone younger like that and, and just getting in their ear. I mean, he got to Brady in week one. Um, and, and that, so, was, that, that was week one. Brady's in a new system. I mean, they hadn't really had enough time to do OTAs. Okay, so he's been preparing so, all season, so let's not even go there. He's been he's been pouting all season. Who I know. <laughs> Come on. Well, you're supposed to be you on this like, team, Kaylee. You're supposed yeah, to be on this team. Sorry. Was Tom like genuinely your team yet? Or can you like and like see kind of where, you know, because for us with Breeze, we've like grown up with him for the last 15 well, years. I tell, you what, I, tell, I tell you what, Maddie, anything, uh, you know, whoever's behind center that's other than Jameis Winston, I'm, I'm okay with. So having Tom Brady, the GOAT, be my quarterback for this year, next year, hell, if Tom Brady wants to play until he's 50, that's okay with me. Anything is better than having Jameis, famous Jameis, crab, crab leg eating, you know, W-eating Jameis Winston. <laughs> Uh, as my quarterback, I'm okay with that. And you're welcome. You guys have him now. He's your problem. He can do his little dance uh, after the after the games, uh, you know, during the regular season, like he did something, which was maybe be on a Microsoft tablet and just play solitaire all game. So he's your problem now. So you're welcome. Evan, all I took away from that is that you, you say goat. You know, and I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time, but the greatest of all time is that is that homeboy down in Superdome, you know, down in Ola. So I just want to set that straight real quick. Okay, yeah. whatever, uh, okay. whatever, whatever gets you to sleep at night, that's okay with me. Thirty-eight right? to three gets us to sleep. At night. You know that's, that's that's also you know that's regular season. We're now. But it doesn't. Playoffs. I was just about to say it. So it, it, whatever <laughs> happened the regular season doesn't really matter at this point because new season, that's right. New season happens, and right now we're yeah. wanting to know. So yeah, you guys destroyed us that week. Good, congratulations, good for you. But this is the playoffs. That doesn't mean anything right now. <laughs> That's fair. And Maddie, that actually is like the first thing I had in my notes and I brought it up on our show Tuesday. I was like, anyone Gardner Johnson is on, that's the matchup I want to see because I love him. Yeah, I love a guy that talks. I love a guy that kind of gets people riled up and he's not saying anything crazy. He's like not out of like, he's not off. He's just not doing anything wrong. He's just getting under their skin. And as a person who has no horse in this fight, to be honest with you, I think it would be funny to see like Godwin or Tom Brady get really worked up. But that oh, was be hilarious. Yeah. Like, see anyone I, just the thing that I take most stock in is the way that like the leaders in that group, like Jenkins and uh, Demario Davis have reacted to him, especially with like bounty gate being a thing that existed and Sean Payton, especially, I think that this ever was erring on the side of like inappropriate or starting to kind of go too far. This would have been cut off at the knees, but like Peyton's openly out there saying like, I'm okay with it. And like Jenkins is basically saying he says the dumbest stuff and people just freak out. I just get he's just one of those people. Yeah, absolutely. And like Sean Payton too. I mean, he has no problem cutting out uh, a cancer in the locker room. Yeah. And CJ just doesn't appear to be that type of guy. But one thing I would love to see is CJ Gardner Johnson 
covering Antonio Brown for at least a few plays. I don't know what would happen there, uh, but I'd love to see some like explosive fireworks between those two. I think that that would be like a, a drama in the making right there. That would be, I think, the be- that's the, the vulnerable point, I think, for the offense right there, that matchup, that issue. Tom Brady has talked at nauseum about how AB's gotten a second chance and, hey, look where you are now, and, hey, you need to keep this in front of you, look what you're doing. So that would be the one person I would see CJ going after. And the funny thing is he's also, I think, probably one of the biggest X factors offensively for the for the Bucks because the Saints do a great job, obviously, uh, on the Bucks receivers. Godwin tends to to slip away, but Lattimore on Evans is, is a lockdown. I mean, I think he's got under, I think he's around 50 or 51 yards total uh in the last two games uh with the team. So um to me, that's kind of one of my X factors is A B. And if CJ is all over him and in his ear and takes him and rattles him, that could hurt the Bucks uh fairly large, I think, as well. I think it's a, a good thing that you guys don't know who he's going to be covering because the Bucks have so many offensive weapons to throw at you guys. And now with A B, who's really you know catching fire when he should be, that's a good thing in our favor because now Peyton's got to be like, okay, am I going to be putting him on Godwin or am I going to be putting him on AB? Who am I going to be sticking this guy to? And I love that. I love that so very much. So <laughs> you guys can be confused all day. You guys can drop some plays all you want, but we've got so much to throw at you, and it's going to happen this week. Well, here's my thing is that he was on the field in week nine. I know it was his debut, but it's not like – we have no ability to to plan around covering him. And I think that between Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, and CJ Garner-Johnson, that's three really high-playing level defenders that can all play well in man coverage. But if you look at our side, you guys are up against Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I, we don't, we're not sure about Latavius Murray or Taysom Hill. And now Deontay Harris, apparently, and Marquez Callaway. And, and so I guess my question is more like, do you guys have a, have a trio of, of a Gardner Johnson, a Lattimore and a Janaris Jenkins, except to deal with five or six. Sadly, we don't because our secondary sucks a big fat wiener right now. So we've been able to contain them kind of well, especially in the rush and Kamara coming out of the backfield. And, you know, Davis has played fairly well. If you look back at Michael Thomas's stats, they're nothing to write home about the first couple of games. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, First couple of games too, like you, you say that, but Michael Thomas actually suffered a, a high ankle injury in week one yep. against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And he just was trying to ever himself. And he still had a couple, you know, 100 plus yards receiving games. Uh, and now he's back. He's fully healthy. We've seen what he can do. He's got another uh, week under his belt with Drew. But, you know, I thought like what Matt was saying is like there's, there's plenty of offensive weapons for the Saints. Uh, yeah. But, you know, what I'm really impressed with though is the front line of the Saints. And you can you can say you know Tampa Bay's got all these weapons and they do, I mean believe me they do, uh, and and that's the scary part. But the thing that the Saints should be worrying about is getting pressure in Brady's face because when you do that, you make Brady look like he's forty three years old. And to me, yeah. that is the that's the key to this entire matchup. Just say in fairness, Brady, it's the same with with the box well, team. The same, yeah. yeah. You uh, put the same yeah. yeah. And I, I was just about to say, I said whichever team can get pressure on the other quarterback more successfully and more consistently throughout the entire game is probably going to be the one that wins. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. I think right now too, especially with Breeze, you know, Breeze isn't really looking hundred percent. 
And getting to him, I think, is the number one priority, especially for Todd Bowles in that front seven. One thing I wanted to ask the both of you, what's the status on Trey Hendrickson right now? Is he going to be playing or is he still questionable right now going into the I hope not. Matt, well, Matt, I'll let you take that. Yeah, so I um, was told a couple weeks ago, uh, and, and it was pretty, you know, trustworthy that that we weren't expecting to see him back. So I've been very surprised to see him be practicing this week. Um, and, and I, I don't see any reason for him to be continuously practicing for him to only sit out. And, and the only reason I can see them kind of trying to get him back into this game is, is just because Bruce Arians made a comment in week one, calling him the easiest guy to block on the Saints D line. And That's a lie because he dude. crushed Donovan Smith. Well, yeah, time oh, yeah. you yeah. might want to tell your head coach that. Yeah. So, hey, I, no risk it, no biscuit. That's all I gotta say. I mean, hey, that's that's Bruce for you. That's Brucey Bruce. But he he he's a big difference maker. Absolutely. I, it's just that I yeah, that was really surprising to me to see him continuously be be limited. So we're hopeful. Yeah, back to back days of limited practice. I mean, you don't see that for a guy who's uh, planning to sit. Yeah, planning to sit exactly. So I, if I'm betting money on it, T Rex is out there on Sunday. For I'm sure. hoping he's in more of a maybe pivotal rushing role, keep him at third down. I mean, he's a guy that I think the past two meetings had three sacks. He's had a couple tackles for loss, and he's one of the main pressure guys, obviously, that can get back there and make Brady into the, the nightmare that can happen, obviously, when they get moved off their spots and things. So, yeah, that is the one guy I hope. And also Latavius Murray, he's still been limited in practice, but how's he looking? He didn't practice. He yeah, did he not practice. Yeah, he oh, not practice two days in a row, yeah. Okay, yeah, so he's trending back in a good direction. Maybe for you. Well, for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so, you know, one thing I did want to talk to you guys about, obviously, Alvin Kamara has been blowing up. Both of these teams have really had consistent run defenses that have kind of been near the top of the league this season, but the Bucks have really kind of shined when it came to run defense and, and keeping runners at bay this season. But Alvin Kamara, obviously six touchdowns against the Vikings, a hundred yard game against the Bears, got into the end zone there as well. But, you know, the Buccaneers defensive front is a bit scary when it comes to trying to get a runner like that going. And then on the other side, you know, you have Leonard Fournette coming in as RB1 with Ronald Jones suffering and dealing with a little bit of a quad injury. So, you know, he got off to a really great start in the wild card round, but not a guy known for keeping up consistent, you know, high scoring games. But, you know, we'll start with with Maddie. And from the Saints point of view, why can Alvin Kamara beat this Buccaneers defensive front? And then we'll go on to Chip and Evan and, and talk about why Leonard Fournette and potentially the other running backs on the Buccaneers can beat the Saints defensive front. Well, because Alvin Kamara is not a typical every down back. Like he, he's best used in a way that, you know, it isn't the typical type of, of offense. Um, you know, me and Kaber were talking about this, how the reason that we're so upset about Murray and um, Taysom Hill being do not practice is because that means that there's going to be a lot more pressure on, on Alvin Kamara to kind of be that every down back. And, um, Kate, what were you saying about the linebackers before? It, it, it's he's just something that's better used in in the screen passing. So I think that's kind of get how they get around that. But Kate, if you could kind of explain that point better. Yeah, what I was going to say, what what we were kind of talking about earlier is that, and someone I think just put it down here in the feed is that you're right. Like Alvin Kamara has the ability to be an every down back, uh, which means he's going to be able to pull it up the middle. Uh, he's going to be able to go around screen passes. But Sean Payton is especially in this matchup, 
is going to ensure that he's giving Kamara or he's putting Kamara in the best uh, position to succeed. And so that means, you know what, why, why are they going to try and, you know, have Kamara try and have a 100-yard rushing game? No. You know, screen passes out. Let's use him. He's an elusive back. Uh, you know, he, that's where his strengths really lie. And it's actually going to come down to not the defensive line of the Bucs to stop Alvin Kamara. It's going to come down to the linebacking core of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to try and stop Kamara if he's utilized correctly on Sunday. Personally, I think we'll see Ty Montgomery if, if Murray and uh, Hill can't go out of the backfield more than we'll see Kamara. Uh, because when I look back at the week one stats as well, you guys contained Kamara pretty well. Uh, so I, I think we did. Kind of total yards. Yeah. So that I think the Saints learn from that, but that's, you know, when there's all this talk about the three game sweep, my, my thoughts on the Saints having the edge is that they're, they're just better at adapting, but they, they quickly figured that out in the first game that Kamara wasn't going anywhere against your guys' DUI. So yeah. they just use him in like the Kamara way. And I think that, it's more of a question of I, if it's not Murray, it'll probably be Montgomery. It's more if you guys will plan to run the ball more uh, than I can count on one hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five runs. I think that uh, I think all that, that all depends on how Byron Leftwich and, and Bruce Arians are feeling that day. So you know, they'll flip a coin. Are we going to run more or are we going to uh, you know run less? With Brady and Breeze, so yeah. it's not. That's yeah, we're, they're going to be airing the ball out all day long. I, I, you know, you guys brought up a great point about you know Devin White and we have JPP and Sha- Shaquille Barrett. It's like if those guys are there to contain Kamara, you know that that puts a lot of pressure on Drew Brees because Drew Brees is not really a hundred percent. Let's let's be honest here. He's what about eighty five percent? He's not he's not fully healthy. So if we can make him throw and make get him worn out, I'm I'm okay with with doing that, but the corners that we have scare me when it comes to letting Drew Brees throw. And he's going to be probably doing 10 to 15 dumb passes here and there to make, to make our guys cover your guys. But I think, I, I think we can contain Alvin Kamara. We, we've shown it that we've can contain the top running backs all season long, Kamara included. Um, Devin White is, is back from, from the COVID. So there you go. And yeah. Todd Bowles, tall Bowles defense is boomer bust. He's going to throw the, the kitchen thing, the kitchen thing at you right now. This is the, the, the divisional game. It, it's all it's on the line. I have no, I have full confidence in our front seven. It's just our secondary that just is a little sketchy right now against Drew Brees and, and your your wide receivers. We're familiar with that feeling. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're it's it's weird not to feel that way for once. Knock on wood, but uh, <laughs> your secondary makes you feel some type of way. Like we get it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you know we've talked matchups. I guess give me your kind of one key to a win for both sides, but then also some score predictions going into this weekend. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. Yeah. I'm going to say the X, <laughs> the X factor right here is the run game. You got to get the run game going against the saints. And now that Leonard Fournette and Kaylee, that's your boy. Leonard oh. Fournette has, I know Leonard Fournette has really, he's really kind of come into his own. He's really kind of gotten himself really acclimated with this offense. Tom Brady and him have really gotten in sync. He's a pet. He's a better pass uh, back than Ronald Jones, which I think Ronald Jones is going to be in that game. They're going to sprinkle both of them 
we don't know how much. It could be 80-20, it could be 50-50, but if they get that run game going and get it going good, that's going to let Tom Brady open it up a lot even more where he's not going to have to throw the ball 50-60 times and air it out and try to try to force it in there. And that's the problem what happened with, with Tom Brady before in the games when they lost so bad to you guys and the first week was he was trying to force it too much to Mike Evans. He was trying to force it in there to try and make a big play where Lattimore just shuts down Evans. So if, if that – if it just got to make Tom Brady – be in lock lockdown mode, which Tom Brady is in the playoff, and that's the scary. That's a scary thing for you guys. When Tom, yeah. don't don't go up against Tom Brady in the playoffs because this is his familiar territory. This is where he turns and burns and goes straight to the Super Bowl. But I think the X factor for the Bucks is let's get that run game going and let's get it going good. I mean, I think you just mentioned it, Evan, and, and uh, kind of said it. This is why the Buccaneers got Tom Brady. This is for. He's here for this game, for this win, for this time. On paper, the Buccaneers can play with the Saints. And the other two games, you have week one and week nine, Tom Brady completely fell apart. And I think it's a totally different team that you're looking at. The Redskins were a top five defense. Uh, So, I mean, they were good in all aspects. And they pretty much could have ran. They ran over them. And I mean, they could have, it looked like in that game, they could have kept scoring over and over again. So this game falls on the shoulders of Tom Brady and execution. Both teams know how to plan against each other and they both know what they want to do offensively and defensively. It's just, who's going to execute. And I think that Tom Brady will execute took him three times, but I think, I think he's going to execute this time. Yeah, I think, uh, for the Saints, the X factor is you know going to be the same similar situation as Week Nine, and it's going to be getting pressure up the interior on Tom Brady. Uh, I think last uh, on Week Nine, Marpet was out, and uh, Oyamata, you know, had a great game and got four tackles for a loss. Also got sacked. Uh, now you've got uh, I think Kappa is out. Kappa is out. Yeah. And, yeah, so now you've got a guy named Aaron Stenny. I've never, I've never heard of him. Uh, and it's not necessarily a good thing. And so I think now it's going to be the Saints attacking the other side of your offensive line um, because that uh, that tandem that you've got over there with uh, with Marpet um, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Worf. Uh, Tristan, Tristan Worfs. Yeah, yeah. Worfs. Yeah, he's been, that, that's, that's incredible. So the X factors get to get pressure in Brady's face. Uh, and I think the Saints uh, front seven is incredible at being able to do that. And if they can do that, and then Drew can go and execute on the other side of the ball uh, with his weapons that are all back together for bands back together. So if they can execute and look like they've been together for the last uh, 17 weeks, then, uh, you know, be pretty good. I tell you one thing, we should have had you guys on a few weeks earlier because the comments are just going insane right now. We've got Bucks fans and Saints fans just going at it. And I love it. So uh, we should have we should, uh, should have had you guys on a couple of weeks ago. My daughter keeps turning. Well, I wanted to give this one just caveat. I mean, I know we keep laughing about the thirty-eight to three thing, but I I I'm not counting Tom Brady out in the playoffs whatsoever. He's got a record for thirty-one playoff wins. Like I, it's no slouch. But what Kay just gave on your side of the ball, it's. Uh, you do think that we're saying the X factor in this game would be, you know, maybe one of the star names that's going on here. But for us, I would say it's the Saints interior line and it's the Saints interior right side of the ball. Just based on what we were seeing from your guys' pass rush, uh, you're talking about Devin White. We 
kind of looked through a lot of his his sacks of the season, and he just took complete advantage of that that side. And we have a rookie now at that position uh, with Nick Easton out with the con- uh, concussion. His name's Cesar Ruiz, and he's been up and down this season. Our interior is always up and down, but our center Eric McCoy, they seem to work pretty well in tandem together. And so we, uh, Andres Pete is our left guard. And if, if this was a question of whether you guys could attack our left side, I would be a lot more uh, unwell right now than I am. But I do think that's going to be the key to this because Brady, uh, as much as the key is to unlocking this offense, if Breeze doesn't have any time to get it together, just as like, if Brady doesn't have any time on his end, neither of them are good at extending plays outside of the pocket. They're the old reliables that are really good, accurate passers and they're good in the pocket, but they're not Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. So I really do think that's the X factor on both sides. Kaylee, what's your X factor? I think for the Bucs, it's being able to adjust and know when something's not working and fix it. I think that's something we haven't really seen them do coming into. Obviously, before the bye week, they were struggling on, on both sides of the ball, especially against the Saints. And they didn't really get a feel, right? Like you're not running the ball, throwing the ball downfield is obviously not working. And they couldn't really get that run game going come out of, coming out of the half. So I think for them, it's just being being able to adapt and being able to adjust at the halftime, coming out really finding a way to win. Cause I think at the end of the day, when you look at what the bucks have been doing, they've been kind of playing this game of we have talented guys and we have a lot of weapons. And if that's not good enough, then we don't win this game. And that's not really going to cut it because no, I mean, the saints, you're not going to out, you're not going to out talent the saints at this yeah. point, right? Like these are, these are pretty evenly matched teams when it comes to raw talent, roster talent, looking on paper at a complete, a complete roster and a complete team. These are two of the best, you know, out there. So for, for this, you're not going to win just on talent alone. You're going to have to make coaching adjustments. You're going to have to look at what's not working, come out in the half and make adjustments. I mean, yeah, who, are we, kidding? I think. who, who are we kidding, everybody? It's really going to come down to the kickers. That's all it's really going to come down oh. to. Kickers. Will Lutz <laughs> is having one of his worst years right now. 89% converter of field goals at 82%. Listen, I, right I think if there's anything going on, I don't think it's the yips. I think he's, I think there's an injury. I, I yeah. slip yeah. a couple times on that same hamstring. And then when you're missing field goals and it's, we saw you hurt, like slip on your hamstring in Philadelphia and then hurt it in week eight <laughs> against the bears. Like, obviously. So yeah. they did sign a kicker. And, yeah. and I think if it is a question of injury, then at least we have someone else at this point. Cause uh, playoffs can come down to a field goal and they will. I think this it, yeah. game will come down to a field goal. That's Absolutely. the spread I think right now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, but I was just joking about the kickers, but that's a, that's a good analysis of all the kickers. And stuff. <laughs> I was joking about that. But well, <laughs> that's been a huge, well, Tampa blocked the field I know, goal I know. Mm-hmm. when they played and then Listen, we'll missed a 50 yeah. yarder. After we played the Cleveland Browns in like 2018 and only <laughs> one because Zane Gonzalez missed like four field goals, like m- over 10 points. Then yeah, kickers can't really make a break. Huge, yeah. Massive. We wouldn't have won the Super Bowl if Garrett Hartley didn't make half the kicks he made. So I, I'm <laughs> I thought it was uh, I thought it was for the refs, wasn't it? Because oh yeah, you guys didn't go to the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> every every point matters in the playoffs. So I I do agree. Yeah. I think it's going to come down. It's going to be a close game. So every every field goal made is going to be important for this one. But. One of these teams is going to win. On Saturday, we're going to know who that opponent will be going into the conference championship, regardless of who wins this game. So I would, I'm would i interested to know who you guys would rather play. Obviously, this might be a little bit different 
whether you want the Bucks to win or whether you want the Saints to win. But, you know, Maddie, starting with you, who would you rather face going into the conference championships for the Saints? Could you imagine if I said I wanted the Bucks to win? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not. Um, here's the thing. I I know everyone wa- – like, I know that the Rams are the better matchup, and I know that there's the yeah. whole – thing that we're trying to get over from 2018 i don't care i don't want to play aaron donald i just don't care and i personally would rather defeat aaron Rodgers at the hands of breeze than have the rams finish it off for him i think if we're going to go to the super bowl going on that type of momentum and having breeze have a type of tour where he takes out brady rogers and then likely patrick mahomes that's the direction i want to go in uh, but Kate, I think you favor the Rams more than I do, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta play the Rams. They were actually the uh, I wrote an article about right before the wild card slate was kind of completing. I ranked out the possible opponents that the Saints could face, depending on how the season ended. And I wanted the Rams. I was like, you know what, this is the way the Saints match up uh, best at. There was, I think, you know, four. I had Tampa Bay ranked at number three, the Rams at number one. So. Um, yeah, I'd love to get. I'd, I'd love to go through the Rams and kind of make up for that Nola no call. I don't want to hear about it though. I'm over. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but that's how you kind of exercise those demons. Uh, and but to get there and to do that, you gotta win this game. And I think the Saints are capable of that. Uh, I think uh, talked about uh, you know making adjustments to coaching. I just think Sean Payton is uh, two or three levels above. Bruce Arians and, you know, ability, coaching ability. And I think that that might be what it comes down to. But just uh, see, so, the loss to me last time wasn't all on Brady. It was a lot on Arians. Yeah. A lot on Brian yeah. Byron Lippers too. So it was just a combination of all three. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think with that being said, I think it's going to be a lot closer than 38 to three, but uh, I, 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 we've had our score predictions all week and I'm going to stick with mine that I said on Monday, which is uh 28, 14 Saints. Yeah, mine was 27 to 21. But if it ends up being 38 to 3 again, like I'm going to throw a parade. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't care. That'll be enough for me. Like, if that's what it ends, you know what I mean? I, it's, no one expects it to be that way. But if it does, the Saints are the best team in the NFC. There's no question. We shall see. Man, I got to tell you, though, Green Bay playing at Green Bay, that's just a, that, that okay. just breeds all the wrong vibes, dude. Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, NFC title game. Michael Vick is one of the only guys I can, you know, think of went up there in Lambeau, freezing cold, you know, kicked butt, took names. You know I don't what? think Breeze is that bad in the cold. Give me yeah. Aaron Rodgers, give me Aaron Rodgers, man. If you want to be the best, more. if you want to be the best, you gotta beat the best. You gotta beat the best. Wow. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me him right now. Because we beat him before. I want to beat them again and, and ruin his MVP chances or Super Bowl MVP chances. Give me, give me Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, I'm not scared of the discount double check, which he lost to Patrick Mahomey. So I say this in earnest. Either one of us that wins, I know we're division rivals, but I, I'm just so sick of the MVP campaign. I'm a big Jeopardy fan, <laughs> and I just found out that he's good guest hosting. Guest hosting, yeah. I'm yeah, like, dude, hosting. you could not be more uh, like obvious about trying to be them. <laughs> So honestly, I, I hope whatever old guy comes out of this matchup <laughs> makes the Packers look like just frauds. I, I genuinely hope that, and I'm sure Saints fans will come after me for that. But and just I, I'm I'm over 
Rogers. So go get them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If if you if you do somehow beat the Bucks and play the Packers, I'm going with the Packers because I don't want to see you guys you. cry in another <laughs> NFC, <laughs> NFC championship game and go to the and try and go to the Super Bowl. So I, I would rather have the Packers beat you guys than anything. So I love camaraderie between divisions. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, Evan is the king of petty over here. But uh, <laughs> come on, Kaylee. Geez. <laughs> no, uh, but you know, we talked a little bit about the show before the show about Drew Brees. Um, a lot of speculation whether he's going to be back in New Orleans next year. I know it probably comes down to how this season turns out, and if they do put put up thirty eight to three against the Bucks again and end up in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, that might be a whole different conversation. But do you guys feel like he's going to come back? We already know the answer to this, but just again for the for the followers, uh, is he going to be coming back? And if so, you know, if he's if he's retiring and he's gone, you know, what are you? Is Jameis Winston up for this job, or are they going to be looking elsewhere? So that's something that Maddie and I, I think, we're two of very few conspiracy theorists that think that if Breeze does not win the Super Bowl this year, that he's going to come back. But let's say that, you know, they beat the Bucs and then whoever, and they win the Super Bowl. Uh, he's going to retire, most likely. Uh, so who does that, you know, leave you with? Well, if you believe Sean Payton, the quarterback is in the building. So a lot of people say, well, that's, that's Taysom Hill. He's the one who started for four games this season. Look at what he can do. I actually believe that the guy in the building is Jameis Winston. Um, I, I know the, the 30 interception thing when he was with, with the Buccaneers, uh, but he went to quarterback university down in New Orleans. And, you know, I think that he's got the ability to, to go out there and run that Saints offense. Uh, obviously, you're not going to eliminate all the mistakes. But and then the other thing, too, is that there's going to be plenty of options as well uh, through trade if, uh, if the Saints want to go that route. But uh, I know that Maddie really disagrees with me on the uh, James. <laughs> so I'll let, I'll let her have her say on that. Here's my thing. I like I wrote a very extensive like research series on like replacing uh, franchise quarterbacks at about October. And uh, you know, not that this is one thing that I wanted, but when I just looked at the way that you know teams go about this and how they start prioritizing weapons and fixing their offenses around. I wrote that I think that Taysom Hill is going to be the starter of the Saints next year. And then every other article came out saying their parent is not Taysom Hill. It's like that's just, you know, a complete load of BS. And and then he gets to start. So uh, do I think that he's absolutely going to be like the, the next franchise QB? No, but I don't want a quarterback that makes bad decisions. And I think lack of decision making is better than poor decision making at this point because I think the problem, like, like just as Kate said about Jameis going to quarterback university, I don't think Taysom has ever gotten to go to quarterback university because he's in special teams and he's in the wide receiver room and he's in the running back room. And when he got the start, he wasn't only in the quarterback room all season, he was doing all those things. And so, all these little adjustments that you see people like Jalen Hurts make in their first rookie start and then start to get better at. Well, Taysom just hasn't had that same type of focused experience. So personally, I'm of the really small camp. I'm already in the Berea's conspiracy camp, so my credibility is at an all-time factor. <laughs> but I would like to see Taysom Hill get a chance in the offseason because I think that he is teachable, and I think that there's more of like a piece of clay to mold, whereas I feel that Winston is too molded. And I saw him for a couple plays against the 49ers. I know he came in really cold, and I know that offense wasn't designed for him. Were you squinting? 
the almost interception. <laughs> no, this is after LASIK. And the only yeah, interception, <laughs> Michael Thomas, you could just tell that it's like, did you not see that linebacker? And that's what it was every single time. And so I, I just, I can't have it. So I'm try Taysom, but if you can get someone like Deshaun Watson and it's not going to ruin our lives, <laughs> it will never ruin happened. our lives. I, I just draft someone and never and, happened. Well, we've said that we think that if Breeze comes back, it's so they draft someone and then they can, he can mentor them. We just I don't just, feel like his yeah. job is done yet. You can't give the you can't give the keys no. of Ferrari to a guy like Jameis or Taysom Hill. I mean, yeah, look at all the he'll crash the goddamn thing because he can't see. Right. I mean, look at all the weapons <laughs> on either side of the ball for the Saints. I mean, they were built to 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 compete for the next three to five years. And if you want to have Taysom Hill, who by the way has a ton of value, I just don't think he's a starting quarterback. You know, I, mean, it, I just don't think he's the guy. I don't necessarily think Jameis is the guy. But Sean Payton is not one to be proved wrong, which is why you have Taysom run out there for four games, and which is why I still think that Jameis Winston, come week one of the 2021 season, is the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to start watching the Browns with my dad at that point. I can't do it. <laughs> I still support him, but I can't watch it. Yes, Kyle Trask. Whoever said that, I want Kyle Trask. That is uh, that's our boy Radio Johnny from the JP Peterson yeah. Show, which is a Bucks centric uh, radio station down here in, in Tampa, Florida. But he is a Saints fan, but he's the executive producer of that show. So awesome! Well, I want Kyle. Yeah, Trask girl. yeah. <laughs> I, I I let him comment on the show because we're we're, we're buddies. So you know, that's the <laughs> <only thing. laughs> all right. So before we get you guys out of here, can you tell everyone where they can find you? your Twitter, your handles for your podcast, everything. Yeah. So we have uh, believe in saints. Uh, it's the same belief, obviously. Um, <laughs> and then I'm on Twitter at a uh, Maddie Hudak underscore nine, four. And you can find us both over at canal street chronicles. Yep. And I'm Kate Kistner and uh, you can find me at Kate Kistner on Twitter and as well over at canal street. Chronicles. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank on. Guys. Thank you. Great. Thanks for coming Hopefully. on. Hopefully, whoever wins will, uh, you know, I'll be. Should, should we make a, a like a friendly bet here? Like uh, if if uh, I, I think if uh, if the Bucks win, you have to come back on our show and say how wrong you were. The Bucks are <laughs> awesome, and uh, the Saints suck. Uh, everything barring the last part, I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Depends on how much the Saints suck, but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll do the same thing if the Bucks. We'll do the lose. same, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll come on. on well. say, I'll even say the Bucks suck so I'll, if they lose. So I'll do that. Okay, fair enough. Fair. Okay. Friendly, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friendly wager shake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, thanks, thanks guys, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thanks, Kate. Right. See y'all. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot All right. That was, that was good. Yeah, was I like them. Fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I hope I'm not going to eat old crow and I have to go on there. <laughs>
say. I would love that for you. I, I, I know you would. You would get satisfaction out of that. I, I really would. would. I really would. Yeah, well, um, you know what? Urban Myers, Urban Myers are coach now. So, yeah, I brought that up. Well, okay. I'm still, I'm coming to terms. I'm in like, what are the stages of grief? Like the first one is just like. Denial. Denial. Exactly. So that's where I'm at right now. So we'll see. We'll okay. see how that Good goes. It's not going to well, set in until the actual press conference, which they're, they're going to have with them. Oh, I haven't decided if I'm tuning in to that yet honestly not great not great um not great so keep checking back in because i haven't even gotten around to tweeting about it because i honestly don't know how i feel so you know we'll see but uh if we we, like don't hear anything from you like over the weekend we'll probably know why do a wellness check yeah Um, (laughs) all right you want to talk some hockey before we get out of here because the tampa bay lightning are back the nhl baby let's do it yeah, they picked up a, a five to one win over the Blackhawks on opening night. Obviously, um, we talked a little bit on Tuesday about them, the the banner representation. Obviously, they they revealed it. They showed it to the players, the coaches, the families, everything like that. They're gonna wait to hang it in the rafters until fans are back in the arena. So that is um all well and good. But you know, Evan, we'll give you the floor a little bit to start on uh what impressed you the most about their win on opening night. What impressed me the most was, you know, it's there's no Stanley Cup hangover so far. And coming out strong, beating them five to one. And even with we have new personnel too, because they made some moves in the offseason to let some few people to go, but they looked they looked faster, man. They looked they looked more I mean, they they definitely have the swagger. It's not been lost. And usually a lot of teams that win a championship come in the season and they come in flat. And they didn't look flat at all last uh, last night. But obviously they're playing the a Blackhawks team, which yeah, they're kind of a dumpster fire right very now. Very young, very yeah, new. Very, yeah, and then and Johnny hit it right, the nail right on the head. You know, Vasilevsky looked in midseason form, so like they're clicking on all cylinders. And which you have to do, like right out yeah. of the gate, because it's a 50, 56 50, games, dude. Fifty six games. You there cannot be any kind of slow period where you're you know losing a, a string of games here and there. And um, I think it was Victor Hedman before before the game said, "Look, you know this is a shortened season. We got to come out strong." And he's he's certainly right. You've got to come out strong and win that division going into the playoffs. So hopefully, so let's keep it going like this. Um, you know, I'll be interested in seeing when they you know play a little bit tougher teams in Chicago. But you know, having come out, you're at home. Obviously, no fans, but winning five to one was a statement game coming out for the first game of the season. So I was I loved it. It was awesome. It gave me. Sorry, Chip, before like no. them them looking up at the banner and then kind of doing a recap of the season, I got chills. Yeah. Uh, they're multiplying. Uh I'm, I'm <laughs> losing control. Yeah, that was a great But wow. like it was it was it was it was really you know magical to see the players looking up at the banner, you know, seeing the championship, and then when they allow fans in, you know, hopefully we can get in there and, and see that as well. So it was special. It was a special night last night. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm excited to to see the rest of the season with the Bolts. Let's go. It was good to to see everybody get out, and we know that they didn't get a chance to play any exhibition games. Yep. So guys that were on lines, I mean, new defensemen and new wingers, they were they pretty much been practicing, you know, against each other now for a while and hadn't had real tempo against, you know, other folks, other teams. So it was good to to have them get out there and, and play somebody and, and have it mean something. So, but yeah, the ceremony and John chimed in and you already said, Evan, 
It really was great. They had the pane of glass that they traveled with yeah. um, last year that was signed that you saw in the background when Cooper, the camera kind of panned to him and you saw the signed names about the cup and all that. And uh, it was great. Healthcare workers got a chance to shout out from Tampa uh, general and, and to see all that. So um, yeah, it was cool to, to see all that and, and to see that they came out uh, guns blazing and ready to go. It's really special too, because this is a team that really loves their fans. Like mm-hmm. they, they yeah. make it special every single game with, with the fans of the lighting. You know, I, that's why I love going to the games, you know, not only because of their VIP section, but like, you know, the fan experience that they have there, they, the players just love interacting with the fans and being with them. And one of the other things I want to bring up too was, you know, the power play killers last night. Like they just made, yeah. made the Chicago players like look around and go, what is going on here? So that's, that's something they really struggled on last year was, was being the power play killer. So Killing power plays. yeah. So, yeah. but like coming out and, and doing that last night, that was a great sign. Like they've made some improvements and it, you know, all signs are pointing to maybe a, a two peak baby. Let's go! I want another another uh, jet ski parade, boat parade in, in the Tampa Bay Harbor. Let's go! Let's do this. Okay. No. <laughs> so on that on that note, um, you know, like you said, the, this Blackhawks team is not necessarily the best, I guess, indicator gauge. You know, yeah. Yeah, they're not really the best gauge on on where the Lightning are. Like they might have looked really good, but who knows with their upcoming schedule how that pans out? I guess if you could give a way too early prediction on how the rest of the season goes given that it's a short prediction but it's always fun to do way too early and then be able to run it back when you're completely wrong later <laughs> well I, you, you already know my answer because you're yeah, he's yeah, going back to back yeah back to I back mean, i mean why why is that your realistic expectation yeah why shoot okay. for anything less let's go back I, to think, back I think they have the ammo there are some really good teams the avalanche made a lot of key acquisitions in the offseason and they're kind of looking good but I think they still have enough leaders and enough talent on the team to go ahead and make another run. We'll just have to see. They need to get better and better every week. Like the team, you know, the lines will get better working together. Defenders, I think you'll see they're going to gel hopefully faster this year, even though they have some new talent uh, as some guys that were brought in trade and free agency. Uh oh, change hats. There you go. Got um, it. So, Evan, what are you going to do if the Bucks? win and you actually have to talk about football again next week i know I'm, you're just I'm, jonesing I'm, to talk I'm, about I'm, I'm okay with that ship i mean <laughs> i feel like yeah i feel like evan's just counting down the days until he doesn't have to talk about football <laughs> oh no, no, no why would you say such things no like if they beat the beat the crap out of the out of the saints this weekend you know why we get to talk about it more it's more content for us to talk about i mean and they and they make a run to the super bowl they get to the super bowl which is in Tampa. That's even more content for us to talk about. Pandemonium. And, and we can make it, we could try and do a live remote by the stadium on in Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah, we might be at Rafferty's, so that might not happen. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, wow. let's let's go. Let's Tampa Bay Sports again. Let's go. We'll have let's to go. figure that out. Definitely. Yeah, we will. <clears throat> let's go. I mean, it would be so Buccaneers, though, to <laughs> go to the Super Bowl when it's in your stadium and like mm-hmm. fans just can't really go. Honestly, like that is. That would- well, they're what twenty five percent, thirty five percent. They're saying right now that's going to be able to be let in as of right I now. I think they said at max capacity, and that would be the most is twenty five thousand. So probably okay. more around eighteen to twenty thousand. Okay, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff outside of the stadium, anyways. There's going to be people like tailgating their asses yeah. off. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, give me a projector screen. Let's do it. Let's go. I mean, I'm here for it. Any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? I got nothing, man. <laughs> You got nothing, wow. huh? I, 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 I'm still digesting the Taco Bell I had earlier. I'm disappointed in you, to be honest. I am too, to be completely honest. I'm disappointed in I'm, myself. 
Yeah. Yeah. You should yeah. think about that. I mean, really, I might, I might have to go. Life. I might have to go like confess my sins to a priest, and I'm not yeah. religious at all. I might have to go and say, "Hey, I made the really bad decision on eating Taco Bell sober." No, you need to go to a uh, colonoscopy, and a, you need to go clean out your innards, buddy. I need an enema. Yes. Okay. Go do all something. Right. All right. So, I, I don't know. Good game Sunday, six forty. Final yeah. score prediction: Buccaneers twenty-seven, Saints. 24. Thanks. 31. I have a very asymmetrical face, so I have to raise the eyebrow. 31-28 Buccaneers. That is my prediction. 31-28. Kaylee, what do you got? <laughs> I have uh, 21-24. Say it. <laughs> you say New Orleans? Make or say it. Yeah, New Orleans Saints. And, wow. uh, and that is the end of our show. <laughs> <laughs> that well, is we give her that. We give her that. It's been a yeah. rough week. College coaches are becoming NFL coaches. Jesus. I'll give her that too. All right. <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm in the first first few stages of grief. Please respect my my mourning process. <laughs> respect what I'm going through. Um, you know, I I was riding a real emotional high thinking about how great we were going to be getting the number one pick. And now I'm just, I don't know what to do with my emotions, but thank you guys for tuning in to the comments. Cause they were popping off today. So appreciate yeah, great that. Yesterday. Yes. Great time. Follow us on Twitter at play the Bay TP TB TB um, on Facebook at play the Bay 2020 YouTube, all Twitch. the things, Apple, Twitch, Spotify. Twitch. Yeah. yeah Twitch. Oh yeah. Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. We love Twitch. And, uh, <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we will catch you guys on Tuesday. Pigeon. Before we go, oh, are no. you going to bet this weekend? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I hope you have the email <laughs> open because <laughs> I certainly do not. Um, I actually am not because I like um, not being more broke than I am now, but are you going to bet? I am going to bet this weekend. I'm going to use betonline.com, uh, one of our sponsors of the show. So uh, we don't have our read in front of us, but I will use betonline.com, which their casino is open 24-7. So if you're looking to I'm make pretty it, sure it's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. I screw things up. It's betonline.ag. Evan, just calm down here. The Super Bowl's right around the corner, buddy. And if you're looking to place a bet on any sports going on, you need to visit betonline.ag. That's why you're only place to lock in your bets from game spreads to totals, team player props, coaching props. Bet online gives you the most wagering options any place online at any time. Go ahead and visit betonline.ag. I totally forgot that we have to read that before the show, but uh, I hope that's okay. We just uh, one little flub, so yeah. It's like a bonus show. That's a bonus show. Bonus. Bonus. Bonus show. On a show. All right. That was good. Love that for us. Play your best. Bye. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.